How are banks winning the fight against fraud? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Terry Austin, the President and CEO of Guardian Analytics. Terry, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Thanks, Tom. Good to talk with you. Terry, for folks who might not be familiar with Guardian, why don't you give us an introduction both to yourself and to the company? Sure. Well, I've been with the company for a couple of years now, and uh, I have a long career in the technology industry. Um, and Guardian Analytics is a very exciting company. We provide an advanced behavioral analytics um, technology for monitoring and detecting fraud in the banking system, and we're experiencing very rapid growth um, with a large number of banks and credit unions across all sizes, from small community banks and credit unions up to um, mid-sized banks and, and very large financial institutions adopting our fraud map technology as their standard for fraud detection in the banking system. And we interoperate across all the leading banking platforms like S1, Viserv, FIS, uh, Intuit, and many others. And uh, over the last year, we've um, we've actually helped prevent uh, a very large number of frauds. We've stopped fraud proactively before money could leave the financial institution. And we really feel like uh, 2011 is the year that the banks are going to turn the tables on uh, the cybercrime epidemic we've been experiencing. Well, that's a good point, Terry, because in a lot of ways, 2010 for banks was the year of fraud. What lessons would you say that banking institutions have learned from that experience? Well, I think a lot. And, um, you know, the first thing is it's been a real lopsided war. Um, the criminals have been outmanning, outspending, and out-innovating the financial institutions. And they've been evolving their technologies to defeat the end user and to defeat the existing banking security. And um, I think the, the industry's learned that the common controls just aren't enough anymore. Um, the banks don't know what's going to hit them. There's a, a mix of how accounts are compromised whether it's a phishing attack or vishing or smishing, um, we've seen the advent of what's been called man-in-the-browser attacks where um, the credentials are completely compromised and the, and the criminal mimics the, the, the end user or the victim. And um, we see a real mix of how accounts are accessed. Humans are um, using stolen credentials. There's automated attacks. There's manual attacks. So there's a, just a wide array of attacks. And, uh, um, you know, the criminals invest enough to make them as efficient and as effective as they possibly can. They take the time to learn what an institution's online banking platform is. They learn what their processes are. They learn what the what the limits that are going to trigger extra protections are. And they um, access their customers' accounts. Um, and what, what I think the, the overarching lesson is that anyone, anytime, anywhere can be attacked. The fraudsters are uh, focused on large banks, but this last year they've also gone down market and they've attacked small and medium businesses, they've attacked small banks, they've attacked community banks, they've attacked small credit unions, um, so nobody's immune. Well, given these lessons you've just outlined, what would you say are banking institutions' current focus in the fight against fraud? Well, you know, we're, uh, we're very encouraged because we're starting to see a real shift. Um, we're seeing banks move away from sort of learning about the scope and the severity and the size of the problem to really taking action and solving the problem for themselves and their customers. 
Um, and, and they're doing a couple things. They're assuming, um, at least the leading banks, the banks that are really being proactive, they've accepted the fact that the endpoint is compromised and that their end consumer, whether it's a merchant or commercial account or consumer account, um, can't be a security expert and can't adequately protect their computer or endpoint device. And um, once they've accepted that, the key trend is they're really finding ways to move from being reactive um, to being proactive and to identify fraudulent activity across all their account holders before money can be stolen. So it's very encouraging. Now, in 2010, we saw a lot of corporate account takeover. Uh, our audience certainly talked a lot about payment card fraud and check fraud, vishing and smishing, as you say. What do you see as 2011's biggest fraud threats? Well, the thing about fraud is nothing ever goes away. So we're going to keep seeing all the old attacks, and then the fraudsters are going to layer on a whole bunch of new ones. Um, they're going to keep innovating on the way to compromise accounts um, and the access point. Um, with mobile really taking off and mobile banking really taking off, we're going to see a lot more account compromise that originates at the mobile device. Um, so being able to protect those mobile device endpoints is an important trend. And um, they're going to they're going to continue to get better at appearing to be the legitimate user. You know, this trend of man in the browser was really the beginning of the fraudsters' ability to mask themselves and mimic the legitimate user and how they access the accounts, what they do while they're in the accounts, and how they move money around. So just the level of sophistication and the stakes are going to go up again in 2011. Terry, you talked up front about the number of banks and credit unions you're serving now, and I'd be curious how your customers are, one, taking responsibility for fraud prevention, two, being proactive in their efforts, and then three, rethinking their prior security strategies. Well, uh, those are those are great questions. Let me take them one at a time. So, first off, a lot of banks that we work with are really taking responsibility for fraud prevention by recognizing that this is not something the end user can solve. So, while awareness and education is great, the threats are just too large; they move too fast, and the average consumer or small business cannot be expected to be security experts. Um, and these banks have taken responsibility by not waiting to find out from their customer about a fraud attack, really trying to get ahead of that. And um, they're taking more control of managing the problem and not waiting for either their online banking platform provider or their end customer um, to do what's needed to uh, provide protection. So they're really taking responsibility in a more profound way. Secondly, along with that, they're being proactive. Um, they're not waiting. They know the criminals can strike anywhere and anytime, and they don't want to be the next face and face the ramifications for their customer and their own business. So they're looking for ways to be proactive, and they're using advanced analytical technology to do that. And then finally, they're rethinking their security strategy. Um, this has been a really important shift. As banks take on responsibility, try to be more proactive, they're really putting this at the top of um, their business strategy agenda. So it's moving from being risk management to being a prominent uh, feature in their overall business strategy. They're seeing it as a strategic problem related to the future of their bank, not just an operational risk and a cost of doing business. 
um, you know, there's this growing realization that fraud impacts cost beyond the actual dollar loss because every fraud attack yields hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars of investigation, of, of remediation work, of loss productivity. And there's also a realization that it impacts their reputation. You know, no bank wants to be the next one that gets hit in a highly publicized lawsuit or is associated with a small business being put in um, in a precarious situation. And and ultimately, it impacts the financial institution's competitiveness. They need to be able to offer competitive online solutions and competitive mobile offerings and keep up with the emerging payments trend. And to do this, they have to have confidence in the security of their channels. They can't expand to more devices and more offerings and more people without um, being sure that they are very secure and protected against fraud. So, you know, overall, when you look at that together, we are really seeing the bank stepping up and um, and more and more adopting this philosophy and this approach. And uh, this trend is really catching on, so, so we're very encouraged to see that. Well, let's dive into the strategies here a bit. If you could... How would you characterize your customers' new security strategies? Well, you know, it's it's a proactive and layered security approach, and it involves um, varying types of authentication and verification, mixed more recently with leading behavioral analytics to identify account takeover and fraudulent transactions. And, and the great news is it's not just big banks anymore doing this. It's very available and accessible to community banks, uh, small banks, uh, regional credit unions, um, and the like. And what they're doing um, is, uh, and we've sort of characterized this in, in the four Ps of a holistic security strategy, and the, and the leading institutions um, that are leading the way in this, uh, from the smallest guys to, to the large uh, institutions, are in some way or another taking on each of these four Ps. And the first P is about being protected, and that is providing instant and transparent coverage to every account holder and not relying on end-user adoption of any type of security techniques or anything being installed at the end-user's computer. So providing that protection across all account holders. The second P is about being prepared, and that's uh, being ready for any type of threat, whether um, whether the credentials are stolen through a vishing attack or smishing or phishing, or whether there's malware downloaded from a, from a website or through an email, whether it's a man-in-the-browser attack. They need to be prepared to protect 100% of accounts from 100% of the threats and uh, techniques that the fraudster uses to steal their credentials. The third P uh, is about being proactive. Um, the banks that we work with are able to detect account takeover and transactions before money leaves the banks across multiple accounts. And this is across all payment types. Um, you know, uh, we're detecting large uh, dollar amount wire frauds originated through the online channel. We're detecting when you know, numbers of uh, batch payments using the ACH system are set up and, and attempted to be executed. We're attempt, uh, detecting checking fraud that's enabled by the online channel. Um, we're detecting um, when fraudsters defeat dual control systems that a uh, commercial account may have in place. 
Um, so really being proactive across all accounts, all transactions, all payment vehicles. And then finally, um, being productive. Uh, you know, we've shown that this technology can be deployed rapidly. That can uh, really focus the bank's attention on the highest risk accounts, the highest risk transactions, and can significantly reduce the productivity hit, the cost of investigation, the cost of remediation. All that manual work effort um, can really be ra- uh, massively reduced and can be easily integrated into existing uh, workloads and workflow for the banking staff. So, protected, prepared, proactive, and productive. Those are the four P's that we're really seeing being executed very well in the market today. One of the things we've heard a lot about in the last several months is the customer experience and wanting to ensure the integrity of the customer experience. How do you see these strategies, the four P's as you describe them, impacting that customer experience? Well, you know, I, I want to say that, that it's a myth that security and convenience can't coexist. And we're seeing every day, we're seeing the exact opposite. You know, transparent, non-intrusive uh, fraud monitoring and detection can actually enhance the service and allow banks to do more for their customers, provide more options for money transfers, provide higher um, thresholds for mobile transactions, um, more frequent release of funds, more rapid transaction flow, and they can do this all without inconveniencing the customer and having the customer have to do special tricks or enter special codes or do sort of special authentication techniques. Um, They can do it by tapping into the data that's at their disposal and really effectively analyzing the behavior. And, um, you know, our banks report that their end customers love the fact that the banks are being proactive and um, they're getting a lot of feedback that their end customers are really appreciative and are expressing that by increasing the funds that they're depositing with the with the banks that use our technology and um, expressing it in many other ways. Well, if I could get your final thoughts, Terry, we've talked about an awful lot here in this conversation. Given what you've learned about fraud, given what you've learned from your customers, how would you advise banking institutions to best fight fraud in 2011? Well, I think first it starts with realizing that they can really get proactive and be the heroes in this war. This does not have to be a lopsided war where the cyber criminals are are outgunning them and outmanning them. The banks have the assets they need at their disposal and the technology exists. So, you know, if they think layered security and not point solutions and they solve this problem holistically, um, we're here to help them and they they really can be the heroes in this war. And, And we're looking forward to 2011 in the year where we really turn the tide on the cyber crime. Well, Terry, as always, I appreciate your time and your insight. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. Thank you, Tom. We've been talking about fraud. We've been talking with Terry Austin, the president and CEO of Guardian Analytics. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.